Hi gang, welcome to Plus One Mom Game Chronicles Episode 2. If you haven't listened to Episode 1 yet, I suggest you do because most of them are precursors to the next one. And again, I started this podcast for expecting moms and moms for them to just have a safe haven for people to discuss things and keep it real with each other. So I suggest if that isn't what you want, then this probably isn't the podcast for you. In the event, last week we ended off with the miscarriage info, so I do want to give a disclaimer. If you feel like you need to talk to someone or you need advice, I am always down to have a conversation. You can DM me, you can email me. I think my email is in the bio of this, but bear with me, this app, I really don't know how to use it. So if it's not, I'll try to add it and find a way. Um, but again, like I said, you can always email me, DM me, and I am an open book when it comes to majority of things. So I'm willing to have that conversation and talk to anybody. So just let me know. Um, so again, with that being said, I'm pretty sure most people are trying to figure out if I had a miscarriage, how the heck do I have a three month old? And yeah, so it begins. (laughs) Um, After a miscarriage, you aren't supposed to have sex within two to three weeks, if I'm not mistaken, it was. And then your period also doesn't come for four to six weeks. Or sometimes, depending on your body, because everybody is different, then it could take longer. So I just didn't know what was actually going on because again it was my first miscarriage and I'm just rolling with the punches just like mostly everybody else does so we weren't having sex because the doctor told me at least two to three weeks so I was trying to like abide by that and plus I just was going through a lot of emotional things because as a person who grieves but doesn't grieve it's hard for me to I don't know what's the word I want to call it, but it's hard for me to adjust to certain things, I guess I should say. Um, But with that, I tried to, I guess, grieve the best way I could. Although I will say, because so much was going on at the same time, I probably didn't grieve the best way I should have. But it is what it is. We are here now. Um, So I would periodically take pregnancy test just to be on the safe side because my period still hadn't came and I wanted to make sure once we did start having sex that I wasn't pregnant because I was doing so much so I was I started going back to nursing school and then I had my online store which that I still have that desperately needs help because having a new baby I haven't got anywhere and as well as I was trying to join Delta Sigma Theta. So that was another aspect of my life that I felt like a child wasn't a good thing at the same time because I didn't know what would entail of me having to be online for a sorority. So again, I would periodically take tests and they would always come back negative. So I just was going day by day living life as I normally would because the tests were negative. So 
it was March 10th and I really don't know what made me take the test. And March 10th was actually the day that I had orientation for Delta and I paid my money and everything. So it was no turning back, even if I wanted to. So I got home from my orientation and for whatever reason, my intuition, my mind, my body, whatever you wanted to call it, they, it told me to go to the store. And at first I went to CVS and I was like, oh hell, I don't want to pay this much for a test. Like I told y'all the first time I paid 99 cents for some. So then I went to Family Dollar and it was more expensive than CVS. So I ended up getting mad. Like what the hell? I might as well should just stay at CVS. So anyway, I ended up buying the test and I think I took, it was either one or two of them. I can't remember. And so they ended up being positive, but I didn't believe it because I had took so many tests before. I think before that day, I had took three periodically in between February and March 10th, and they were all negative. So I still didn't really believe that it was positive because it was like, how are so many negative and then this one is positive? And I didn't me forgetting that I actually took the test, I ended up sitting on the counter and I know that's kind of disgusting because you pee on the stick, but it was sitting on the box on the counter and I actually didn't even like remember that it was there or it was just like so nonchalantly. And I think my parents came home and my mother was like, oh, wow, because it was just sitting on the counter. And when I decided to tell my significant other, I don't even think I did anything special. It was just one of those things like, here, it is what it is. <laughs> and that was that. But even so, I decided to, we didn't really have a conversation about it because I just was still, again, in disbelief because I didn't believe it because I already took tests that were saying negative. So I decided to schedule a doctor's appointment and the doctor's appointment was so far out. I think I had it March 28th, if I'm not mistaken, because that was the first she had. So once I had the appointment on the 28th, I pretty much confirmed that we were pregnant. And my doctor at the time, well, she's a nurse practitioner. So she, when I came in, she was like, oh, look who we have here. Like, pretty much like, so you're back. You're like, you sure you want this to happen this time? Kind of face on, well, look on her face, I'm sorry. And so then we pretty much had the discussion of how disappointing it was the last time. So let's just try to make sure, you know, this time around we do all the necessary things to make the baby stay. Although when you have a miscarriage that early, nine times out of 10, it's not really what you did. It's genetically something was wrong and your body pretty much kicks the fetus out for you instead of allowing you to carry the baby to full term or to a certain amount of the, the term of the pregnancy and there be some discrepancies, whether it be deformities or any type of diseases like you just never know but anyway so once I finished the appointment 
you know, we kind of had the conversation of, are we really going to do this again or try to at least or not? And for me, it was something that I did want to do because it's one of those situations like you never realize you want something until you have it or until you lose it, I guess I should say. Because having the miscarriage, at first I was so okay with being the cool aunt and making sure that all my friends that have kids or like, well, I consider my friends sisters. So all my sisters that have kids already, you know, I was always the aunt that was buying the expensive gifts and making sure it was like stuff that I liked because I'm very into fashion. So I was okay with that. And I had came to term that I would possibly not have any kids because I always said if I didn't have any by 35, I wasn't having many at all. And I was cutting it close. I got pregnant my 31st birthday, pretty much. So I decided that this was something that I wanted for myself, kind of regardless if he didn't want to or not. And I know that's kind of rude because you are supposed to make the decision based on two people. But I'm the type of person that I'm very independent. So... I knew if I had it and he didn't want to, I would be able to hold my own and take care of my own child, even though that's quite fucking wrong, but it is what it is. <laughs> uh, what? So after that, you know, we did have the talk and decided that we were going to keep it. And he was excited as well still, obviously, we have the child, <laughs> but after that, we just started preparing and reading more on ways so we can avoid the miscarriage so we can keep our rainbow baby, as they call it. And for those who don't know, because I know I didn't know the term either until somebody told me, a rainbow baby is a baby that you have after uh, infant loss. So whether it be a miscarriage, stillbirth, it's just pretty much a baby that comes after any type of infancy loss. So the reason why they call it a rainbow baby because they say like every after every storm comes a rainbow. So that's your rainbow with the pot of gold at the end. And they say statistically, most women tend to get pregnant, especially after the first miscarriage, 85% of women usually get pregnant back-to-back and have a rainbow baby, and women that have two or more miscarriages usually happen 75% of the time. People also forget that when, after you have a miscarriage or when you have a miscarriage, you tend to be more fertile. And so that's another reason why a lot of women tend to get pregnant back to back after a miscarriage and have their rainbow babies. But it all depends on your body because you can't say everyone is the same. But nine times out of ten, again, like I said, the percentage is 85%, especially if it's your first infancy loss or miscarriage, whether it be a stillbirth, regardless, a loss is a loss. And that's how it happens. It's so funny, though, because 
I found out I was pregnant on the 28th because that was my doctor's visit. And I think that was a Friday, if I'm not mistaken. I would have to look at my calendar. But that Sunday, (laughs) I actually had to have my... um, I don't even know if I'm allowed to say that. So I had pretty much my ceremony or induction... I guess what it's really called, but I don't know if I can physically say that. So act like you guys didn't hear that. But anyway, so I had pretty much I started my process for Delta Sigma Theta. And I didn't know what to do because my dress that I bought was tight fitting. And if anybody knows me, I'm most of the time. Most of my clothes is tight fitting because I like to show off my figure because I like to think I got a banging body. (laughs) But my dress was tight fitting and I personally felt like I had a pudge already. And everybody thinks that I was crazy out of my mind. But I always say I take it to because I started maybe gaining weight from the first time, and I never lost miscarriage weight from the first baby, but everybody else thinks I'm also crazy, and they don't think I had a pledge at all. Needless to say, I stole my mother's Spanx, and I wore them, and that was my first time ever wearing Spanx, and that was the worst decision I could have ever made, because I was so hot, and by the time we were done, I went to the bathroom and like stripped myself of all the clothes. And here I am in front of 24 women that have never met me before in my life. And there was a line for the bathroom. So I ended up stripping in the middle of the bathroom, like where you wash your clothes, your hands at, because I couldn't take it anymore. And everybody probably was looking at me like this girl is really like taking off her clothes in the middle of everybody. So I kind of always got the nickname of how I don't never like clothes because it doesn't matter. Regardless, I was never afraid to take off my clothes in front of them or change in front of them. But that's just who I am. It, It is what it is. So, and I never told anybody. They didn't know why I had on Spanx. No, they just thought I was, you know, thought I was chubby. But that day was just when I sit back and think how funny it was because I really tried to hide something that wasn't there and all the things I was doing to keep my little rainbow a secret so that was my perfect ending to the storm that I thought I was going through and starting a whole different and array of blessings from one to another because things just kept getting better and better as the year progressed and want to know those bigger and better things stay tuned for episode three